Yes, sir. And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. Before I introduce, introduce excuse me, the people that's going to help me to stir the ship, I just want to tell you how you could participate in the show. You could participate by reaching out to us on our social medias. We are on Twitter as well as Instagram, hopefully soon to be on TikTok and uh, maybe a Snapchat as well. I'm going to let Stefan run the, 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 the TikTok page. Um, but on the Twitter as well as Instagram, we're Road to Damascus. That's Road the number two, Damascus. Or you can email the show. You have show ideas, feedback, comments, anything you'd like to hear us to talk about or topics you would like us to discuss or just generally tell us how awesome we are or tell us you didn't agree with what we were talking about. You can reach us on Road to Damascus. That's Road the number two, Damascus at iCloud.com. So uh, be a participant in the show. So let me introduce the people that helped me stir this ship. Um, today, Lauren isn't with us, but we uh, are going to give her a round of applause because we love her and she's still part of the show. So that's for Lauren. Get back soon. And now to my returning contestants, the one who is always in front of me, the one who keeps me grounded, the one who is uh, the great sage. Let's give it up for Rabbi Shonda. What's up, Rabbi? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and the man who wasn't with us the last show, but he has some things he had to take care of. So I now I can hold it against him that he did miss a show. But it's my main man, Steph. Say what up, Steph. What up, dog? We call those prior engagements. <laughs> prior <laughs> engagements. There you go. Yeah, so... So guess what we're doing today? Guess what we're talking about? We absolutely have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, we decided we were going to do just like a freestyle show and kind of the discussions that we have before we cut on the microphones because a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, the discussions we have um, before we cut on the microphones are either um, inappropriate <laughs> not safe for, for, for work not safe for the kitties or we are encouraging one one another hitting each other with scriptures hitting each other with ideas or did you watch this video did you see this did you hear about what this guy said did you hear about that guy said so i think what we'll do how we'll do this we'll call this show freestyle friday but before we do that we i just want to let uh, the people who are listening to the show know that um, we're coming close to a year since we restarted the podcast. Um, I just want to thank all you guys who have been listening, who have been participating, who have been sharing the show, who've been going with us on this journey. Some of you all probably were listeners four, five years ago when we originally started the podcast. And we're my plan is to keep this podcast going strong, to grow it, to get it bigger, better, Batter. Um, eventually I want to be recording it where we can put it on the YouTube and, you know, doing Patreon where you guys can help support the show financially and 
we'll have perks that comes along with that. So there are things that we want to do as we get into a year. I just wanted to see what the reception will be with the show. And we've gotten great reception. We've gotten great feedback. We're going to continue to talk about topics that are uncomfortable. We're going to have topics and try to bring people on the show that agree with us, that disagree with us. We're going to try to bring people on that even have different worldview and religious views and uh, try to get an understanding of why they feel the way that they do. So with that being said, I just want to thank you all who have um, listened and followed us. But I also want to thank Stefan, Lauren, Vince, who have helped me on this journey and come along on this journey. And Shonda, who joined the show, who is a much um, appreciated um, addition to the show. Uh, I love you to death. I'm glad you came on, Stefan. You've been consistent with me doing it, um, even through the times when you have busy priorities. You still make time to come, Lauren. I know you got things going on, but you you know you're here when you can be. Vince, you come in, and I know busy same thing with you, but you fill in. And I just want to let you all know I appreciate you all. So I'm just gonna give y'all a round of applause. Indeed. As well as a Jamaican air horn. So, uh, and to the to listeners and the people who follow us, thank you. And we're gonna we're gonna continue to get this show bigger and better. So um, I'll start off. So I read an article last week <laughs> that said that was it a uh, sixty plus percent of people who are saved don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Wow. So we have a large percentage of people who are Christian, who believe in God, who believe in Jesus, but they don't believe in the Holy Spirit, which at that point, I don't even think we're on the same page. Like, how can you, how can you, I mean, you understand what I'm saying, Steph? Like, mm -hmm. there are basic tenets that I believe that you have to meet a threshold to just say, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Christian. Uh, you have to believe in the death, birth, and resurrection of Christ. That's, I believe. Do we agree with that? Absolutely. Okay. You also have to believe in God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the gift, of, or not the gift, but the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues, but just the Holy Spirit that is given to us as that uh, comforter to help us along the way. Anybody disagree? Wait, no. you said... These are all the. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about because I know there's arguments about Trinity and Triune, but you believe in Jesus, mm -hmm. the Son, God, the Father, and then the Holy Spirit that was sent afterwards. Okay. Am I you? Am, I'm with y'all. Yes. So, how do we reconcile that there are about sixty six? That's two thirds of people in this survey that's just like, yeah, I don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Because uh, how do we reconcile that as Christians? You cannot. I'm sorry. Listen, <clears throat> before I <laughs> before I respond to this, let me give a disclaimer. Disclaimer. The views we expressed are not attached to any particular church body. We understand all churches aren't bad and our, all leaders aren't crooked or unlearned. And we hope that our leaders are proud of us for the stance that we take as well as the work that we do. In layman's turn, if it hits you, say, ouch, and clean it up. And if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Now, 
That was Shonda's views, and those are not mine. I think everybody corrupt. I yeah. think all. No, I'm just. I'm just. And I, I'm gonna start naming some churches. No, I'm just. I'm just. I love my brother. Um, I think it's Romans eight and nine that says, "Except you have the the last clause that says, except you have the Spirit of God, you are none of His." So I don't know what the end road would be around that to say that you somehow achieved salvation without the key piece that orchestrates that salvation or enables you to walk in the spirit in the first place. So how is it that we can claim to be saved without the one thing that God recognizes in us, which is his spirit? He said, listen, I'm going to go away, and this is what I want y'all to do. I want you to go and wait. Go in Jerusalem, I want you to wait. I want all of y'all to go to the upper room and wait, and you will be endued with power. They go, they sit in the room, all of a sudden they hear the sound of a rushing mighty wind, and cloven tongues fill the room and sits upon each of them, and they all begin to speak with tongues that the Spirit gives utterance. Now, I don't know how you get around that. That was the power falling on them to walk this thing out, to walk out your own soul salvation. You cannot do it. Without the Holy Spirit, I said what I said. Well, I I know somebody that had a car, and probably still has a car, that they used an aux cord for quite a while. Probably owned the car two years before I even met them, right? One day, stumbles across a button, finds out they had Bluetooth <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Just because you don't know it's there doesn't mean you don't have it. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's why it's extremely important to serve God with faith because certain things that we don't even know that we have and we, we're equipped with, and then we get to learn those different things. So maybe I'll say but, but 60-something this this- percent of those people haven't experienced the Holy Spirit. See they what I'm saying? believe in it. Because they haven't experienced it. To believe is to experience it. I've experienced different things that once I experienced it, then I believed. Right? Like somebody say, man, to get rear-ended in the car is the worst feeling. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, it is. I didn't say that before. <laughs> I remember dad used to tell us all the time when he was, you know, our dad, he said he got rear-ended one time in a Cougar or it was another car. And he said, for now, I used to wonder why he used to look in the rear view mirror all the time when I was younger and he'd be pumping his brakes. He'd pump them and he'd just let the lights kind of hit a couple times where people can see. I'd be like, fuck, you tripping. And then now I see now it's because he experienced it. Mm-hmm. Now, that was that was a negative experience, of course, but he was prepared nonetheless for this to happen again. Now I do the same thing. <laughs> I don't care if it's tra- traffic. I'm at a light. I'm not about to be no sitting duck. I'm looking around. I'm ready to evade. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Yeah, but I'm but the fact that they don't believe, like, that's like me saying, Oh, I mean, I believe Jesus was a person that walked the earth and but I don't believe that he died and came back for my sins. You'd be like, so what do you believe? Like, so did you call yourself a Christian? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, there are to me, I'm not. I, this is not me putting somebody in heaven or putting somebody in hell. This right. is me just saying the basic tenets of of this walk that we know as Christianity, which is already difficult enough. And now I'm going to say, 
like you use the ox cord as an example. I got to go out and buy an ox cord. The ox cord is around. It gets dirty. It can knock stuff over. All of that. I'm making things way more difficult than I need to be mm-hmm. when the car that I spent $30,000, dollars $70,000 on already came equipped with something that was going to make this thing easier. Here we are walking around saying we're Christians and we're making this thing a lot more difficult then it has to be because we're even saying, oh, this power doesn't even exist to help us along the way because we can't do it alone. I mean, you understand? <laughs> like, like, like here, here's this messy core. Here's this, like, right now we're in the, uh, recording this podcast. We got cords in the middle of the table and things like that. I wish you could do Bluetooth. Now, there are some Bluetooth no, functionalities. <laughs> you see, look, he thinking loud, too. Look, he about to think, but, like, hold on. Wait, I, maybe I could buy something to hook to the mic and then hook to the <laughs> this signal. Like, maybe I need to look into that. You just start thinking loud. <laughs> see, look. But you understand yep, what I'm saying? Yep. Where, to me, it's like it, the education. The Bible says, what? Study to show thyself approved. Yep. A good works. So it's like, are y'all even teaching that at church? Is it even being talked about? Is it even being brought up? Nah, you know, it's almost like a, I think in that instance, it's almost like a, you ever go to, you ever miss one day at school, then you go back, and then they like, all right, now remember we learned yesterday, now it's time for y'all to break down these equations. You like, wait, what did y'all do yesterday? <laughs> I don't even, bro, I'm behind. And the teacher's like, I'm, 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 I'm going to let you know. Just wait to the end of the class. And right. still, you kind of lost because you weren't a part of everything. Maybe it's like that for some people that come into the church because it's not. In order to do that, a lot of times in churches, they, I mean, of course, they 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 get a topic. They preach about that topic. But they're not coming to base like, all right, now everybody believes in here that you remember, right? We talked about that last week. This It's not a five to ten minute refresher of you know these 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 different things that we know to be in God, so it's no refresher courses. It literally, it's like, all right, today I want to talk about the Book of Job. Joking like, wait, hold on, what happened to Genesis, <laughs> Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers? What about all those other ones? But that's why so I would say that Bible study is is important. It's very important. And we don't, but that's why it's important. Service, right. yeah. But that's the reason why it's not targeting it a lot. You know what I'm saying? Or people aren't really getting full information. And then without you, you can experience something and not know that you've experienced something until it's explained. You see what I'm saying? Like I've experienced many things and me and Brock have talked about it. And then I'm like, so that's what I was being gaslighted, huh? I ain't know I was being gaslighted at the time. I just knew that this is how I was getting. See what I'm saying? So I I feel like in, in certain cases, that's what it could be. It's, it's it's hard it's hard pressed for me mm-hmm. because I've had the experience to be in in a few organizations and I haven't been in one that hasn't mentioned at some point the Holy Spirit. You hear Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I okay. baptize you exactly in the name of the Father. Or you hear about the Holy Trinity in in some form. Whether it's pe- kind of like where people might argue, but they still whether you use Triune or Trinity or what the yeah, Godhead you've heard about you've heard about it. So. Listening to the discussion that we're having and about the car, it's kind of like you go on a lot. I remember when I bought my car a few years ago, and the salesman came out said, get in the car. I'm going to show you everything that the car does. 
So he walks you through everything. You can hook your phone to it, and this is what you do. You set this up like that, and this button is for this, and this handle right here, you pull that. Pull that and see what happens. You see how this light right here doesn't go off? It's not going to go off unless the passenger, uh, unless you have a passenger that puts their seatbelt on. Because I'm like, well, why is this light still on? So he takes you through everything so that there are no surprises when you're driving. That's like me driving off the lot after that and go, I don't believe that. I heard him. I saw it, but I don't, I don't believe that. I'm going to just skip this part because I don't believe it. I'm not going to hook my phone to it because I don't believe it's no Bluetooth. Even though we just spent 25 minutes sitting in here going through everything that it does. You know, I, don't, I don't believe that. And then they'll ask you before you leave, any questions? Any questions. But I, I just only think I said 60-something percent is a, a, a that's a, a big mass of people. Yeah. Right? It's not that they haven't heard. I promise they don't you, believe. I, no, I, all right, it's, I would say it's some like that. Then I feel like it's some that if you actually had like something that can interrupt the internet and actually <laughs> go on the blue or on the big screen, you would see some people that say they will Google what is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, hold on, who just Google that? Who just Googled that in the congregation? We go, we see, we got to talk about this next week because <laughs> it just got it just pegged ten Googles right on here with somebody asked the same question. Who doesn't look, know? I agree with you to a, to a certain extent uh, <laughs> because I remember the day mm-hmm. I received the Holy Spirit. Do you? October 21st, 1993, 35 p.m. I'll never forget. You don't forget that. You know, you there are certain things you don't forget, like the day you get married, the day you had sex for the first time, yep. you know, the, the day your child was born. You know what I mean? The day, the day that, this for my cousin, I know that's listening, Just and I even add this to the day, the day that that guy told you you're adding to stupidity. I'll never forget that See? day. That's the inside joke, but when she hears, she going to know that was for her. Yeah, there, there are certain things you don't forget, and receiving the Holy Spirit or being encountered um, you know, with God, getting a bear hug uh, from from the Spirit of God, you'll never forget. No, you that. never forget that. Ever. That's something you can't even explain. Yeah, you. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you don't ever forget that. No, you don't. No. But that's what I'm saying. Some people haven't experienced that. Like it's some people that have experienced, you know, some things, and then there's some things they just haven't experienced, and doesn't make it unreal. No. It doesn't. You know, it just doesn't make it unreal, but it's like neither of us have experienced dying. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll be like, We don't remember being born. That's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. But it happened. It happened. I believe it. There you go. All right. All right. So just real quick, I'm going to just read this one sentence. Okay. This is from the article. Just for the people that's listening, this was from ChristianPost.com. Some 62%, so it was... I said above 60%. Some 62% of self-identified born-again Christians contend that the Holy Spirit is not real, living being, but is merely a symbol of God's power, presence, or purity. Another 61% say that all religious faiths are of equal value, and 60% believe that if a person is good enough or does enough good things, they can earn their way into heaven. All these positions challenge a biblical worldview. <laughs> Good thing that belief doesn't mitigate the power, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean that's a, that's a great yeah. thing for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, that we could go a hundred different ways just with that one sentence. Yeah. Absolutely. Like really? Like Absolutely. why? Why would you want to be a part of something that you didn't believe in? You know what I mean? And and who? 
let me let me back out of that because I was about to go in with all gas, no brakes. You should never. One whoa, should whoa, whoa, whoa. never. Cut the break, Stefan. Cut the break. Hey, no hey, hold on. Yeah, We've been I, doing this podcast not going on a year. You came on about two shows <laughs> in to the to the rebirth. And and, and, and we've been going full gas, no brakes. So know that. So the fact that you telling me you about to put She know that. Like this this car don't come with brakes. She know that. Ain't no yield signs, stop signs, none of that. Ain't no lights. We hey, this the Autobahn. Exactly. This the Autobahn. So it's like NASCAR. Here. Yeah, Straight like up. like and hey, we could keep making all these lefts and going this big circle, but we going a hundred and man, push it to the limit. <laughs> the limit. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Who okay, well here we go. Okay. Who goes into anything not knowing what they're going into? You should never join any organization, any church, anything without first educating yourself. About what they're offering, whether it's Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, uh, the Nation of Islam, Hebrew Israelite, Israelite, whatever you're gonna do, you should be educated about it. So one, you understand it; two, you can defend it; three, you can reap all the benefits of it. What would be? What does it benefit any person to claim Christianity? not believe in the Holy Spirit, to miss out on all the benefits of being a Christian in the first place. Just straight accidentally walked in eternal life. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, I just crazy. tripped and I was here. How did I wow. get here? You just accidentally and, walked and, into and, eternal and, life. And, okay. And, and, but the thing is, thank God for his grace and mercy Absolutely. because just when, like, when I read the article, it was just – astounding and dumbfounding. And I read that two weeks ago. So I even forgot about, you know, you read that and you right. read other stuff, but I even forgot that. But I was like, hold on. It was one part that really chapped me. So, but it's true though. And you could tell because you sit in church with people who are not reaping the benefits um, of, of being a, of being a part of it. Well, even, well, even the way you see the lack of love, the and lack of compassion, the lack of empathy, excuse, empathy, the fact that the lack like, of peace, right? Where it's like when you have God's spirit dwelling in you, it begins to show itself. Right. Where you feel that conviction of I was wrong. How many times, Shonda, have you been on the verge of going gas, no brakes, and the Holy Spirit put that governor on you, and you, <laughs> you was like yesterday. You know, Steph said this morning. <laughs> this, this Facts. Is, listen, I was just telling you before we started the show, like, you enter into some situations where you're like, whew, I'm so glad the Holy Spirit is real. Facts. I've been here. I, oh. I've, I've, I've literally told people if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, oh, yeah. it, I'd probably be in jail. Yeah. Absolutely. Or in some sex dungeon somewhere, <laughs> chained to a post. I'm with, probably more with the sex dungeon. No, I'm just talking about like slapping. Some, no, I'm talking about just slapping somebody, beating the brakes off somebody, and yeah. just like even Steph. Think about even in no, our situation. Right. I would probably like, go to the sex dungeon after I came right. from jail. Yeah, after you came from jail, which is a whole yeah. nother type of sex dungeon no, too. For real. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> So freestyle Friday, <laughs> freestyle Friday. So another question, um, it, it kind of goes to what this was something we kind of was talking about beforehand. Do you believe that people 
how I want to phrase it. Say I have a, a unpopular opinion and I post it on Facebook. What well, you? I, you'll never see me post anything on Facebook. I, I got you on Facebook. I post China. the unpopular. Opinion you on Facebook? Oh yeah, you got. I'm particularly saying you on Facebook. Yeah, that's what Steph know. You know how I feel no, about you Facebook. You have been devouring a lot of your social media lately, though. But uh, not, but not Facebook. <laughs> not Facebook. Yet. Facebook oh, okay. is a cesspool. Okay. <laughs> like, but anyway, people will put an unpopular opinion out there, and they'll say, "Debate your mama." Don't at me. Mm, or don't judge me, judge your mama. Yeah, Aww. something like that. Yeah. And you put this opinion out there because you want people to see it. You want people to digest it. You want people to understand it. So why are you putting it out there and not being willing to be challenged? Is it because you can't defend it? Probably. Or do you believe that it's just it's self-explanatory and it needs no defense? Yeah, I mean, for certain cases, I, you know, it's, it's crazy because uh, – I was having a conversation yesterday with uh, our cuz. Okay. I was saying, that's my. So I was having a conversation with him yesterday, right? And me and him was actually just talking about that. How, like, social media is this facade and this mirage of all these things that people value as happiness, but the, the people themselves are actually not that happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then the ones that actually have something different, they they aspire to be like that person that is showing all of this stuff. And so now you got this constant back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So now people, like I was explaining to him yesterday, I'm like, it's crazy because this generation is a generation of like so-called liberation, right? Trying to liberate and then they're trying to break tradition and everything like that. I haven't said even in the church, me and Brock was talking about this recently. I'm like, even in the church, they're trying to destroy tradition. Right? right, destroying tradition is a great thing if you replace it with a deeper relationship with God. Back in the day, they had tradition that got them in the vestibule of God's presence, right? right. Because I mean, honestly, you reverence God, you think on God naturally, He's gonna draw closer to you too. So it's like, let me, let me, before I get into church, let me kneel down and pray to God. You know what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So the Lord right. is on my mind constantly. I'm thinking about them, things like that, right? Now they say, all right, let's break tradition. Let's not, man, we don't need to do none of that. You know what I'm saying? But they break tradition without replacing it with a deeper relationship. So you can't break something and not replacing it. This generation is strictly about destruction and not rebuilding nothing. Right, right. Not rebuilding nothing. It's like the houses in Detroit. They're just tearing them down. They're not replacing it with nothing but just open land. So it's nothing there anymore. Like I, I made a post that there, there's no reformation without confrontation. Mm-hmm. There's no confrontation without truth. You know, nobody likes, everybody loves truth until you give it to them. You know, I use my page to, I say what I mean, I mean what I said. You are free to challenge me. Or you are free to give whatever comment you want as long as you're respectful of everybody else who comments. But keep that same energy when I reply. Because I know why I put the comment up. And, and, and let's just let's be clear. Everything I post is not my life. You know what I mean? I, am, I interact with a lot of people. So sometimes it's just from a conversation that I've had with somebody or maybe from a counseling session or something like that that came up like, oh, this might be beneficial for somebody else as well. Feel free to add me. Don't feel free to say judge your mama because that's going to get a different type of energy. (laughs) 
You have to understand people are matching energy these days. So tell me what kind of energy we about to have. Absolutely. Def- be able to defend what you say. Mm-hmm. Don't throw a rock and hide your hand. You know what I mean? If you stand up and you say something, be able to explain it. Maybe I didn't understand what you meant. Maybe I need more clarity. If you don't have deeper clarity, then maybe you should hold that post until you get to well, it. Well, even I, I was having a conversation with our cousin that's a pastor in Cincinnati. And I've told you this beforehand, Shonda. Right. And the thing that me and her kind of had this discussion when we were on the phone. And the thing is, like, I always use this example. When Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, he didn't call her a hoe. He ain't disrespect the fact. I mean, when through the conversation, he was kind of almost showing his power because he told her, he said, look, the husband you with, that ain't even the man you with not is not even your husband. And you had five. And you have that weren't yours. So he ain't sit there and call her a harlot. Nothing. He presented who he was and said, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be wanting to give me water. You would be asking me for my water that never runs dry. So my thing is, is we have to be able, as Christians, especially because I'm, I'm using this as a Christian worldview, when we post things, whether it's a video by somebody, whether it's on topics of abortion, homosexuality, political, whatever, that we have to be able to defend it in a way that is palatable for non-believers. But if you can't even uh, spoon feed something to a believer without it being challenged, then what you going to do with a non-believer? Because when I come to challenge you and you tell me, well, watch the video. Okay. I watched the video. That's why I'm contacting you. Right. Explain to me why you feel this way. Well, no, I'm not saying I feel, well, you posted it. So you have posted it to get a reaction. So I'm giving you a reaction. I'm not coming with any energy. I just want to understand, help me understand deeper why you agree, disagree. Cause I'm going to tell you why I agree or disagree. But don't get upset. Don't be able to, because at that point, why put it out there? Because now you're becoming a spokesperson for something that you can't even like. Right? Like, if you, if, if I'm, if I'm selling water for a particular company, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you how it's processed. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna use all the fancy words of how we microprocess the water right. and the you know, the triple filtration system and all this Absolutely. other stuff. I'm going to be able to explain it to you. Now, if I work for this company, I'll be like, oh, we just get some water out the sink and put it in a bottle. Really? I could do that at home. Because <laughs> right? like, once you come out with your water, you're my brother, and I love you, but I'm going to say, hey, B, what's the difference between this water and the water I'm already I'm drinking. glad you asked. So let me teach and, and You know then, what I mean? And, and that's how it goes. Right. Don't go. Just drink the water. Just buy the water because I said it's good. 100 brands of water out here. Tell me about yours. And if you can't, let somebody else run the commercial. I'm going to be like Denzel with that blue magic. (laughs) (laughs) This is a brand. I sell it. I stand by it. (laughs) This right here. (laughs) We Uh. in here. Oh goodness! But you understand what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's, it it just it baffles and blows my mind that you have people, and then and you say, "Don't at me," because when I post stuff, you know what I always post with the DMs is open. The DMs is open, even when it comes to this show. If you have, if you don't agree, you can comment. 
You can send a DM. You can send an email. Give give me all the smoke if you if you don't agree with what I say. You can address it towards me if you don't agree with Stefan. If you don't agree with Shonda or Lauren or Vince or whoever is on. Or if you do agree and you want to tell them we need more of that, let us know. Yes. But nobody that I have on this panel, the one thing that I intentionally did was make sure that there were people who researched, were well-researched, well-read, and anything that you threw at them that they have spoken about, they'll be able to tell you why they feel that way and why they are able to. Now, you might not agree at the end. Of course. But you got to learn to disagree without being disagreeable. Absolutely. So, Stephanie, it was something that you was talking about before the show. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, commitment. So we're going to switch gears, eh? Yeah, well, it's Freestyle Friday, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so so I guess I'm going to I'm going to take your 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 uh usual spokesman thing, right? Okay. And kind of lead this one off. No, okay. go ahead. So, we talked about commitment. All right. Um and I had Sean to read something which I think is okay to read on there. What do you think, Sean? Absolutely. All right, perfect. It's great. So, I call it be you you listened to it before, yeah. so uh, it came to me actually on the 14th of this month of September, and it's called, I titled it, Check It Again, um, and I got it actually after I left the gym, so it was like 11.50 p.m. So, I said, oftentimes we feel as though living as believers, we're missing something, a tool, a resource to get us through a particular circumstance, situation, and shortcoming. Truth is, we are fully equipped with all that we need and will never need and we need and will ever need. Oh, yeah, okay. Truth is, we are fully equipped with all that we need and will ever need in God through Christ. As a professional in the construction industry, we often analyze projects, purchase materials, and gather all the tools necessary to complete the task. After all the gathering, there's nothing more to do other than the work. Nothing more, nothing less. You are whole, complete, and capable. God doesn't want our perfection. He wants our commitment. Next time when you feel like you're missing something and you're not capable or strong enough, tell yourself, like I tell my helpers at work, check the tool bag again. It's in there. God has gathered all the resources, materials, and tools for us to complete the work. So I pose this question, right? Well, apparently some people don't believe that some of the tools exist from the first story we talked about. Yeah, that's a fact. But does it not make the tool still the best thing for the job, right? Doesn't negate the power. Doesn't negate the power. Oh, no, it doesn't. But some people, hey, it's in the tool bag. I I know it's in there. Just check it. No, it ain't in there. Oh, no, I've had some of those. Right. But then I got to show I don't believe you. I got to show them. You just got to show them. And once they experience it and they see, no problem. Somebody that's like that, that's on the job with me, and they say, no, this is going to be the best thing. We'll try that. Do do the thing that you say you want to do. And then I'm going to do a side-by-side and show them how much time I save. Then usually... They understand why I purchased the tool that I purchased for the job. Okay. You ain't got to do nothing the old way. So some people take a little more time to to understand certain things because comprehension is something that's, I don't think we're probably patient enough. And I'm one of those people that's probably not that patient with other people. So that's something I got to work on. But some people don't comprehend certain things like others do. I can tell Brock something and Shonda, I can tell you something. You guys comprehend it on my level. 
You know, I mean, be a little slow. He glitches sometimes, but <laughs> but naturally, <laughs> I still control the board player. I cut your mic off real quick. If you like, hey, I just heard Steph. Like, was Stephen making a point that me and Shonda just be talking? Bro, it's cool. I will mime this, dog. I will literally be here miming this. This whole little thing I'm saying. See, y'all see how we act towards each other when the mics is off? <laughs> hey, love the point is some people just don't comprehend, right? Right. So the question I want to post you to you all, right? Lady and gentlemen, right? What does commitment mean? And not just from a spiritual thing, because then we can drive it into that. But commitment in life, right? Think about some things that we kind of do on a day-to-day, things that we want to do. I seen um, through Brock's commitment as of late. I mean, it's been, he's been doing this for a few years now, but before he lacked in that commitment to do the things that he wanted to do. So what does commitment mean to each of us? And we can really see how that impacts the things that we either want and have or don't have. You want to go first? Okay. Um, commitment for me is creating discipline for the follow through. Because I had, at, at one point, a bad habit of starting and stopping and then just move on to something else. Start that and really excited about it and then move on to something else. And it, it just got to a certain point in life where I felt unfulfilled. Like, why is it that I don't follow through? Like, why is it that I'm not committed to following it through to the end? And for me, I realized that I had an issue with success. Okay, so you really have to sit with yourself. People don't like to be uncomfortable. So whenever they hit a patch that's uncomfortable, they don't sit in it. They just try to move on to something else. You can't numb that. Like, I had a real issue with success. I had a fear of success, not failure. I was accustomed to that. I had seen it. I knew what to do if it failed. I don't know what to do if it actually succeeded. So I had to sit in that discomfort and work through that and force myself to finish whatever it was. What is it? Um, force is necessary until discipline is established. So that was it. Um, or it could be Wait, some. Say un- that one again. Force is necessary until discipline is established. I like that. You got to force yourself to do something mm-hmm. until you realize one day it's it's become a discipline. Mm-hmm. You don't have to force it anymore. It's a part of who you are. It's visceral. There you go. But most people don't do that. You know, they try to numb it with being overworked or numb it with some type of medication. Um, No, sit with yourself in the discomfort, figure out why you can't follow through and then just do it. Do it afraid. Let it let it work its way through you and come out on the other side of it. Nice. I like that. I like that. Um, To me, commitment. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's funny when we're growing up, our parents um, instill things in us positively and negatively. Right. Um, so the things that when we get older, we start to find ourselves, I do this just like my mom does, or I do this just like my dad does. And we try to break those habits and those things that they do. And as Shonda always says, you meet your destiny on the road you take to avoid it. But the thing that I've learned through my years and establishing myself with commitment is 
to me, commitment is really being in a space where you're willing to do something even on mornings, nights, evenings, afternoons when you don't even feel like doing it. Whether it be a job, whether it be a relationship, whether it be um, working out, whether it be reading your work, like you have to be committed and in your commitment on the days when you're tired, on the days when you're sore, on the days when you're not feeling it, the days you're mad, things like that. You have to say, you know what? I'm still going to be committed to doing this thing. So like you were saying with me, uh, six years ago, I went to the doctors, got my physical, and they told me I weighed 318 pounds and I was pre-diabetic. And, you know, I, I knew I was gaining weight, but I didn't know I had gotten that big. Right. And, you know, and even still to this day, is Stefan to tell you, I don't remember you being that big. Like, Stefan to tell you, he don't remember me being like, but you was that big? But I, the way our family carries our weight, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily, we just, oh, y'all just big fellas. But um, when they told me that, I'm like, one, I don't want to be poking myself. Right. The rest of my life, and as the older you get, diabetes gets worse, especially type 2. Right. So I didn't want to deal with that. And the fact that I was over 300 pounds, like, there ain't nothing but continuing to add on to that. Right. So... At that point, I committed myself. I said, I'm going to lose weight. I am going to be healthy again. Right. And it was a journey. Changing the way I eat, working out. I've ran three half three half marathons since then. Um, I ran one the first half marathon I ran. I was over 300 pounds when I ran it, but I still ran it. Ran three. I've ran a couple 5Ks. Changed the way I eat. I work out five to six days a week. Um and I'm committed to doing that. Those are the things. But there are days that I don't want to go to the gym. There are days that I'm too tired. I'm too sore. I don't want to do it. And those are the days that I say, no, I'm going to do it. Because if I let, if I lose this battle and this will, then I'm not going to want to do it. Same thing with praying. There are days where it's like, Lord, I ain't even feeling praying today. I'm upset. I'm angry. But even, but the thing that we have to even learn with prayer, the way we were taught goes back to the way we were taught. Just because you've seen somebody pray a certain way doesn't make their prayer right or your prayer wrong. Or more effective. Or more effective. Right. You don't, uh, a 60-second a, 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 a prayer is just as effective as a 60-minute prayer. Just because you're using a lot of words don't mean that you say <laughs> You know, like we've been made to think that it's it's effective. And like Noel Jones, I I love Noel Jones. But one time he said, y'all might think I'm doggone there. Heathen. He said, they used to talk about all night prayer, all night prayer. He said, he said, I had people read the the Lord's prayer and it take them from the start to finish less than a minute. If that was good enough for Jesus. Then that was good enough for me. You can have a you can have a thousand round drum, but I'm like Uncle Elroy. I only got three bullets, but I ain't gonna miss these three bullets. (laughs) But you feel what I'm saying, though, right? So even even on days I'm not feeling it at the gym, I might just do half hour. Just might do the treadmill. Might just do the stairs. Might just do the elliptical. I ain't gonna hit the weights today, but I did something. Right. To feel good about myself. I might not be able to read a whole book, but even 
on my phone every day, it gives me the verse of the day. Right. So even if I just read the verse of the day, I didn't got my feel of the word. I'm not saying that's all, but I'm just saying it's right. days that you like that. Mm-hmm. When I pray, driving to work, cut the radio off. Lord, I just thank you for another day. I thank you for blessing me. I thank you for my transportation. I thank you for allowing me to have a job. I know that you are effective in my life. I know that you are the one who is the reason for everything that I have. I thank you. I'll continue to ask you for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as you bless me through this day. Keep me, hold me, and love me. In Jesus' name, amen. Boom. Just like that. That's effective. Like, you don't have to sit there, our Father, Precious God, heavenly host, Jesus of Nazareth, who died for me. Like, okay, like right. this is about to take a half hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's to me, the commitment part is just real commitment is doing it when you don't want to do it. That's when you sh- know there you're committed. Because I know there are days that y'all don't want to come up here and do the podcast. I got stuff I got to do. i am got 50 million things. And, but y'all y'all made a commitment and you y'all like doing it. So it's like, all right, B, I'm going to make some time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I look at commitment. So how do you look at commitment? Well, for me, commitment um, is a uh, – I think I, I, I'm trying to really uh, put it into um, – because, you know, I, I sometimes don't condense and I'm just all over the place. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, give us the clip. Yeah, it. but yeah. you – like, you, you might take a couple lefts and a right. There you go. But you're going to get there. there you go. I ain't like trying to take you on the maze. The right. You go. <laughs> just sit here for 40 years. <laughs> I'm like, and uh, – <laughs> Steph, this was, supposed to be Andy, a, uh, this was supposed to be a, a, a seven-day journey. <laughs> we still right, three-hour tour. Right. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. But but for me, commitment, um, commitment is a sacrifice. Uh, I look at my own life, right? And then um, I, I look at, um, I, I kind of try to do a side-by-side, like, right? So you say you take commitment juxtaposed to like um uncommitment right and then uncommitment it's a lot of subcategories on uncommitment you know what i'm saying kind of like a slack um um undetermination um and it's uh, we can go on and on and on in the list but then you say you take on the commitment side and i want to just kind of probably relate it to my relationship with god right if you really compare it to uh all the ones that we kind of read in the bible Right. The thing that kind of changes them, not just the favor that uh, uh, they had uh, with God. God knew their heart for one. Right. Because God searches our he said he knows our hearts, not just our actions, but our heart. Right. So then you take like somebody like David. He was committed to God. Every time something happened, he went back to make it right. You see what I'm saying? That's true commitment because God even said he had a heart. He had a, he was a man after his own heart. Abraham committed to God to where even he was blessing the ones around him, lighting all those. So it's like commitment. So then we kind of take this back in my own life and I say like, all right, where are the areas that I'm uncertain in? Where are the areas that I need to work on? I just kind of made the decision where I say, all right, I'm actually going to really focus even though my days are already busy, I'm going to figure out a time where I can go to the gym. Usually it's 10 p.m. because that's the time that works for me. Would right. what, what, what I rather scroll on the Internet or watch a movie or say, let me take some little changes 
and let them add up to one huge change. Mm -hmm. Because it's like one day. So we have 365 days per year, right? And it's like those one days. It's those one days. And I think people forget that math is math. And the math be mathing. You feel what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, like, and then, oh, yeah. so, so it's like, it's the one day. So you go one day, and that one day turns in tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. No, no, it's literally today. We focus on today. Right. Then tomorrow's another day. I you choose. Don't have tomorrow. There you go. We don't even know. Right. I heard somebody that said, one day, this is going to be the last conversation, or there's going to be one day that that will be the last that you have with somebody. Right. And we so big on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're planning for tomorrow, planning right. for tomorrow, planning for tomorrow. So when you really start to relate certain things to where it's today, you'll forgive differently. You'll love differently. Right. You'll have more hope. You'll be like, you know what? I'm going to commit and surrender my life to God even today. Like, I'm going to make that right. I probably didn't. I didn't do the thing that I said I was going to do. And I made I did it wrong. And, yeah, I told God I was going to fast today. Yeah, I told him I wasn't going to do that again. He ain't he ain't holding that against you. Right. He literally, I, like we said at the beginning of the show, there is no point in my life and none of our lives where God is going to love us any more or any less right. than he loves us now. People have to understand that. Yeah, they have to understand that. There is no point in our lives where God will love us any more or any less than he loves us right now. So that changes your perspective. If you look at your body, that underneath everything that you have right now is that body that you actually want. Mm-hmm. It's already there. Only thing you got to do is carve and cut it out. Right. It's already there. You think it's shaping it. No, no, no. It's there already. Right? Just like we talked about the Holy Spirit. That's Bluetooth you didn't even know you had, and you using the aux cord. You about to crash. It didn't fail down the quarter of the seat. <laughs> you grabbing it, reaching. Only thing yep. you got to do is hit the other button and Bluetooth, boom. It's like that. So commitment is meaning being like the little kid, like we talked about, like little babies. You know, you're teaching the one word, then it's always, nope. You got to straight up just say nope. Sometimes it's like, hey, I'm fasting today. And as soon as you start fasting, say, I'm fasting from this, I'm fasting from that. Then somebody say, dog, man, I cooked you that cake to the, out of, uh, the whole year. The whole year. Houseway. <laughs> out of the whole year. The whole year, I wanted that cake, and you cooking on the day I said I'm going to start my fat. No. I mean, I can freeze it. No. I got to. Because if I say I'm going to be committed, I break my own commitment. Right. That's all that is. I break my own. That's what I think it is. The toxicity, you don't heal, you pass on. (laughs) If you don't heal it, you're going to pass it on to somebody. Your kids, your job, it's going to be passed on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, if, if commitment is your thing and you can't commit, you think your children going to be able to commit? Nope. No. You have to heal that unprocessed pain uh, justifies bad behavior. So you got to fix all that stuff or you're going to pass it on generation well, to generation. It, and you have to be committed to good things. You have to be committed to positive love. You have to be committed to positive change. You have to be committed to good health. You have to be committed to stronger relationships like you could be committed to the wrong things you could be committed to smoking every day you could be committed to drinking every day now i mean i'm not going to 
too much of anything can be bad for you. Right. You know, my thing is I don't begrudge a person that smokes, but I tell people you smoke every day. It's going to be consequences to smoking every day. Right. You drink every day. There's going to be consequences to drinking every day. So even you can eat too, like you can eat too much fruit and your sugar go up yep. because of the fr- natural sugar that's in fruit can get your sugar and make your sugar levels be high. Well, your doctor be like, you need to slow down on that and things like that. So we have to be careful about what we're being committed to. Right. Like, are we being committed to things that are going to be positive? And that's when I had brought up at the beginning about things we learned from our parents. You, I wanted to be committed to being taking their good things and being good at them and taking their shortcomings and not letting those become my shortcomings. Because, like, you know, as a kid, what do parents always say? If you want to know how you are, talk to your kids. Mm-hmm. Because other people are around you. Your kids have to be around you. That's, that's scripture. Um, the Bible says that uh, the wife is known in the gates by the children. So you see a kid out in the store, they're acting up. What do you say? Where they mom at? <laughs> The wife is the uh, the husband is known by the wife. The wife is known by the children. You see um, a, a wife out, and you see how she she's scantily clad. Now listen, y'all, wear what you want to wear. I'm not telling you what to wear. I'm just making a point. She is scantily clad. Her attitude is a certain a certain way, and you think her husband he he okay? Her husband okay with that? Her husband is cool with that. They look at the husband based on how the wife is. If her attitude is nasty, I can't. Same way with the wife. You're gonna be judged by your, how your children. Are perceived. Bam. Just backing you up mm-hmm. with some scripture. Bam. Got your back. <laughs> so this was fun. Did y'all enjoy the the freestyle Friday? Oh yeah, it was Indeed. nice. No, I think you know we just I think uh we naturally, you know what I'm saying, kind of just. Well, I think all the conversations kind of flow. We always have it like this, but usually you we pick a topic. Yeah, and then we talk about that topic and go into it. But what I'm saying this is, is and you give us five minutes to really think about the topic. <laughs> no, hold on. Hold on. First and foremost, what you're not about to do. <laughs> what you're not about to do. I at least gave you five no, no, minutes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Two. Hold on. How, how many times have I sent the topic in the group text and Stefan walks here in here the day What's the topic? Of the show. What's the topic? Yeah. Shonda, is this true or false? It's true. Okay. <laughs> See, it's true. So Shonda's going to be committed to telling the truth. Committed. Because Stephanie is being committed to being a jerk right now. <laughs> we ain't about to. Hey, look, five minutes is still good, though. Yeah, that's for you. Yeah, that's but I try to. Stephanie be like minutes. this. Hold on. He be like this. Father downloaded it to me. It's like Matrix when he'd be like this. I think he likes it when he was like, yeah. I know, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> that's how Stephanie is. He just get this little thing and just upload it real quick. Okay, let's oh, like go. He's like, Do you know how to fly a helicopter? Yes, now I do. <laughs> right, like one of those. But before we go, we will be adding a new segment to the show called The Block is Hot. Now I have to find some music, so I'm going to be. Block is hot. So I'm going to be adding music to it. So that's that's copyrighted. And you got to get permission and all that other stuff. So we're going to go on the free music app and we're going to find something that's hot. And I'm going to shoot it to y'all. Y'all can yay it or nay it. But until next show we do, we will have music. But until then, 
the block is hot is basically going to be a part of the show, whether it be the beginning or the end, where we just kind of uh, bring up. A, well, I'll let Shonda explain it because it was Shonda's idea. So the floor is yours, Rabbi. You know, I thought it would be good if we have, um, if we come in and talk about either the, the things that we've heard, um, whether it's church-related or, or whether it's, uh, you know, world-related, a, a current event or, or something that has the block hot and that we could actually use um, to be beneficial, to either educate or to help out or maybe even to laugh a little bit because we don't laugh enough. Well, we do in right. here, no, but, laugh. you know, people don't laugh enough. So we need to just... Let's talk about what's Add some, some oh, brevity. Dope. Add dope. some brevity. Yeah. Oh, so that's like current events, things like that. Block right. is hot. Oh, right. That's dope. Yeah. Hey, it's the first time I'm hearing about this, too. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. I, I, I'm not in the VIP chat. <laughs> well, actually, it was brought up in the group yeah. chat. Was it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he went Man, you know, my phone acting funny. <laughs> you know, it's always start acting funny with that new iPhone drop. What, 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 what? what? <laughs> What 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 is that talking about? His level of commitment right now, Shonda. Hey, what is I'm that? Here though. I'm here. He got to be committed to checking the text messages. I'm right, committed to being on the it. show, but I'm I not committed it. to checking these hey, text messages. I do it. I do. You right. You right. You know what? Today is that day where I'm gonna check them all. <laughs> so before, do you have a uh, block is hot? Uh, you know what? This this is <laughs> how about this. We talked about this at the beginning of the show, okay? And I'm, I'm going to say it to y'all because not only is the block hot, some some of y'all's underwear is hot too. Um, <laughs> suppression leads to obsession. So when you suppress a part of anybody, the church has this wonderful way of suppressing sexuality. Not homosexuality, human sexuality. So it causes people to obsess about it. And... That's why we have so many of the things happening right now. Why don't we talk to men about if you don't deal with your feelings, your body would deal with it for you. Um, and in the middle of the night, there may be nighttime emissions. There's nothing wrong with that. It's natural. Why don't we talk to girls about, um, why don't we talk about the fact that 95% of girls, by the time they're 12, have already learned how to pleasure themselves. They're already familiar with masturbation. Why don't we talk about how their sexuality is being shaped by what they see on TV? And instead of having discussions with them about it, we say, oh, turn your head. It's already been shaped. So by the time they come into the church, they have these unnatural views of sex and sexuality that the church is not talking about. I said this morning or this afternoon when we were in here, it goes all the way back to when they were in the garden. When God says, every tree in here you can have, you can eat except this one. And that became the focal point. We do it to people all the time and wonder why there are people who are attracted to the same sex. Why is it that people can be born with every other kind of uh, illness or every other kind of disability except homosexuality and mental illness and mental illness. Those are the two things you could be born blind. You could be born deaf. You could be born with, without extremities, with extremities. Yeah. But for some reason you cannot be born gay and you cannot be born with mental illness. Absolutely. Cause those are things we can pray away. Right, no. Spirituality, sexuality, sensuality, and socialization all exist on the same vein. If you're spiritual, you're sexual. If you're sexual, you're sensual. And all of those um, are, are social. We're social. Uh, man, uh, it's not good for man to be alone. That was not just for sex. 
That was not just for him to have a wife or for her to have a husband. We are designed to be social. We are designed to be connected. And all of that breeds sensuality and sexuality and spirituality, which is why you get a group of people, somebody in this group going to want to have sex with somebody else in the group. But we don't talk about that. These are discussions that we need to be having. Facts. Man, the block is hot. Steph, do you have a... <laughs> Do you got something, Steph? Uh, no, I think we kind of that you just want to add to the block is hot. No, no, not nothing I can think of. I think it'll take me a little more time. Do you? Uh, you need five minutes. You need five <laughs> yeah, minutes. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all pulled one out of me today. <laughs> well, no, that was just a, a topic. That, was. that wasn't a, the block is hot is more like just like a little quick. Oh, God. You see you. what I'm saying? I like something. First something okay, first. well, you if something come across your bow, okay. you share with us. Okay, Neo? Okay. <laughs> you do that. It's beginning to believe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, my block is hot. My block is hot subject kind of piggybacks a little bit off of what Shonda was just talking about. But I'll just say this. We have to stop spiritualizing everything. We have to understand that there are, because we live in this world, we are subject to the calamities and all the things that happen in this world. We know that Moses was taken in the mountain and probably went to sleep and never woke up. Same thing with David. But we also know that John was shipped to the island of Patmos to die with, without any fresh water. Mm -hmm. We know that uh, Peter was, was supposed to have been crucified upside down. Right. Jesus was crucified right side up. They didn't die noble deaths. They died the deaths of regular everyday people and endless other Christians. Stephen died being stoned to death at the behest of Paul. We've had church people that I know that are faithful, God-loving people that have died from cancer. They've died from heart attacks. They've been shot and killed. They've been brutally murdered. And some have had strokes where they've, affected them the later years of their life. They've had diabetes, whatever it may be. We are subject to the things of this world because we live in this world. We know what's the promise after this world if we stay committed, what God promises us. But while we're here, we have to deal with the things that are here. Now, Shonda and me had this discussion beforehand. The Bible was saying there are some things that cannot be just prayed away, just prayed away. But we have to stop acting like if if something, because what we do is, is we allow the world to then say, well, what kind of loving God lets this happen? Mm -hmm. If if you you prayed every day, you went to church every day and, and you was committed and now you about to die from cancer or you about to die from this. Well, we also know that there are pre-existing conditions that lie within the family, right? When you go to the doctor, I just went to the doctor for my checkup. I just turned 40. I asked the doctor, can I have, I want to get a colonoscopy because you have a higher rate in black men 
to get colon cancer. So I asked about a colonoscopy. My insurance won't cover it till I'm 45, but they said only way they would check it beforehand is if there is a history in your family yeah. of colon cancer. Right. Is there a history in your family, Mr. Hendricks, of colon cancer? No, there is not. Then you don't need one at this moment unless you have some of these symptoms that may say that you have colon cancer. Now, some people would tell me that's a generational curse. Or is it just that my family was born somewhere subject to what happens in this world? See, now we about to start up a whole <laughs> subject. Because these generational things that African Americans um, go through all stem from slavery. You know, you were given, we were given scraps of foods. And let me educate y'all for one second. The chicken wings that you love so much were scraps that white people threw out. They were in the bucket along with the, the backs, the necks, the gizzards, uh, the, the chicken feet, the pig feet, the tail, all that stuff that they didn't want to eat. The chicken wings was wrapped up in there too. So black people made chicken wings popular. So give us our credit for that. Now, all those things, all those scraps that they took to make a meal out of, none of it was good for the body. But that's what they had, and they passed it on from generation to generation. So even people who are no longer entangled in slavery still eat the exact same way. We eat the food of the bondage. Yeah. But it's you delicious. Scraps. You know, we had to take those scraps and make a meal. And the things that we used to make it delicious and taste so good was the fat. You know what I mean? And salt good. and right. seasoning. Because th unseasoned chicken is not good. And some of y'all do it. If I don't smell the chicken, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> but why, why is it that? Um, and Stefan, the vegan, and he can even tell you, I, I, I wouldn't even eat that if I was eating it because it don't smell good. Right. <laughs> Am no. I right, Steph? Facts. And for people who wonder why there's you know bad things that are happening, everything exists with its opposite. Nothing exists without its polar opposite. So by virtue of the fact that there's good in the world, bad was created. Just like light was created, darkness existed within it. Nothing exists without its opposite. So you're not going to live in the world with all the goodness of God and all the grace of God and not experience the polar opposite of that. How would you recognize how good God is if you didn't see the other side? That's the only way anything evil is good right. as eddie murphy said in <laughs> vampire in brooklyn if it was if it wasn't no bad days then you wouldn't know every day is sunny day you wouldn't know what a sunny day is it's, just, it's a day so evil necessary evil no that's Yo, your eddie murphy said that on uh vampire in brooklyn i thought his little apprentice said that no that was no he said it i'll show you the clip when uh, we uh <laughs> when we done so did you have anything real quick neo nope all right well we're gonna do closing statements it's, since we didn't have one particular subject, y'all can close however y'all want to close. Okay. So I'm going to go with you first, Rabbi. Um, how do I want to close? I'll close with this. Um, real worship, I am nothing. God, you are. And I think when we really start to focus, when we take the focus off of ourselves and just really start to focus on God, because you become what you focus on. Um, I think we'll see some major changes in our lives. And um, to just kind of piggyback off what Steph said about commitment, be committed to not reducing people down to where they're palatable for you. You know, the only way you're going to be stretched is to allow other people to be stretched. 
you know, and when, and when other people stretch out, it challenges you to stretch. And we can all kind of pick up our stakes and expand our territory by that. So let people be who they are. Let us all figure out the best way possible we can love God and allow God to love us. And let's just stop trying to make it so comfortable for us because nothing, um, nothing survives in the comfort. Good job. Good job. Steph. All right. Um, uh, got it. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Oh, that was the download? Yeah. Um, we talked about uh, first, we talked about, uh, what was the topic that we talked about first? Uh, the very first one was about people not believing in the Holy Spirit. Right, right, right. That was the one. All right. Um, don't be down about the things that you don't know. Um, and, and this is obviously one of the episodes that God, God is very intentional. Um, and if you're listening to the episode and you didn't know that, and maybe you didn't um, understand fully like the Holy Spirit and things like that, this episode was to enlighten you. Within that, I know we joke around, we play a lot, because that's the camaraderie you have. That's what makes it fun, you know. But the truth is, it's like really there are a lot of things that even us in here still unlocking and seeing the things that we have. It's like wow, I didn't know I can do that, you know. I didn't know that that was capable. I didn't know, um, you know, uh, various things. And um, don't be down about it, but just pray about it. I mean, I I I, I like to pray a prayer that whatever is in me that that God removes that is not supposed to be there and then I ask him to continue to uh give me all that I need to push me towards his purpose and his mark for my life um and I'm even going to say that on the lines of commitment because um I struggle with commitment in different areas um and usually it's easier to stay committed to the areas that we want to stay committed to and it's harder to stay committed to the areas that um, that challenges, like Paul said, things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I do do, I don't want to do. And, um, it's very easy to fall within that category because we all do like none of us are exempt from that. So, um, it's very important that you pray that God gives you commitment, that you stay committed and stay available to whatever God wants you to do to us. Like, Hey, um, it's small things. Say a prayer before you go to work. Say a prayer when you're in the car. Say a prayer when you're in the bathroom. Say a prayer when you're at your desk at work or in the field at work or whatever you're doing to be able to develop that closer relationship with God because many of us think it needs to be on our knees and we need to make sure that um, um, we're down and, and, and things are perfect. Hold on, let me do this. Let me take the hat off. Let me do this. No. Like literally – Anywhere you're at and everything that you're doing right now, while you're listening to this, you can pause it and say, Father, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you for what you're going to do. And I pray that whatever you have for me, that I continue to move in that purpose, that I remove all those obstacles and those areas that are within my mind or within my heart, that you reveal those areas to me, that you give me revelation, knowledge, and understanding, and that you move me closer to the purpose and the direction that you have for my life, that I can be committed to you and the purposes that you have for my life, and that I will lose interest in the things that God doesn't. Just pray that prayer in uh, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glad you had nothing to say. Man. Yeah, see, see? <laughs> that that download. I, he, he got that iOS 15 up, upgrade real quick while we was doing the show. Right. Um, so I'm going to just make a quick statement, but I'm going to let somebody else, this minister that I like online, um, do my closing statement, but I'm just going to put this out in the ether. Um, 
real quick is um, I love feedback and I love um, the discussions that we've had. And I know that some people may listen to these discussions and they might agree or they might disagree. And none of us are above reproach. And if you ever want to let us know you agreed or disagree, reach out to us. I will promise you any feedback that we get, I've shared with everybody on the show. Shonda has sent group messages in the group text. Uh, Stefan is told, giving us feedback. Lauren, Vince, me, we've all given feedback. We are not above reproach on any subject. And at the end of the day, if you want to have a discussion about it, we've even had Lauren bring up where depending on who the person is, we might have a part where we can bring that person on the show and just get them a little quick 10 minute, whatever, and let them discuss it, zoom them in and things. We have those capabilities. So I just want to say, don't be afraid. We're not one of them shows where we think that we're not going to get back with our listeners. We're not going to tell you where we were right or where you were right, because it's not a, to me, it's not about being right or being wrong. It's about souls. And at the end of the day, I think as a collective group, we just want to be the best that we can be to help bring souls closer to Christ. Am I right? Absolutely. For sure. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip real quick, and this is going to be how I close it out. There's a difference between shame and guilt. You see, shame is how you perceive, how you project. It's how you see yourself in the light of other people. Guilt is a reality regardless of your perception. There are people who are guilty and have no shame. And there are people who have shame and yet their guilt has been taken away by the blood of Jesus Christ. So therefore, it isn't shame that restores you. No, shame is just a form of pride. But guilt, hmm, guilt will lead you to the person who can redeem you and set you free and to make all things right in your heart. See, here's the thing, right? Even though shame will lead you to death, guilt will lead you to life because guilt will lead you to Jesus. Remember, repentance doesn't come until you acknowledge your guilt. But shame, oh no, shame will have you stuck. There's a difference between... And I just want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And until next time, thank you and God bless.